1: Outkick 360 is back, Wednesday edition, which means primary complaint is coming up, plus Tennessee head coach Josh Heupel is on the show today. That's in about an hour and 15 minutes. Alongside Chad Withrow and Paul Koharski, I'm Jonathan Hutton, Lance Lee, Jacob Swanson, David Reed, Becca Risley, Sleepy Danny, uh, Sarah Triplett, and the whole crew is here making the show
0: happen for you uh, across the Outkick Network. Gentlemen. What's up? You know, it takes a village to be everywhere, and this show now is everywhere. We have a link tree that we post every day. Hutton does a great job with it. And it takes me a good 30 seconds to scroll to the bottom of everywhere that we are on this show. (laughs) But this village is a great village. The people that Hutton just listed, they do a terrific job every single day. But I just wanted to start the show by saying... It takes a village, and it really does when it comes to IK 360. He
2: came up with that. That's his original thing. That was it. This whole concept. He was playing with it takes a city. It takes a... Uh, when in Rome. Uh, yeah. It or takes, Barrett. Uh, it takes an unincorporated town. All kinds of things. They came up with village.
0: I feel like my work here is done today, guys. Good all job. Right, Good take show. Care. You guys got it. See you. Take, take care. Take
1: care. So the anticipation builds throughout the NFL offseason. They do a great job making their offseason a season in and of itself. The NFL schedule release later tonight uh, on CBS This Morning. They had the Week 1 schedule release for the NFL. And, of course, they dominate the headlines from 6 a.m. until later tonight, which will be at 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, 7 o'clock Central Time. But here are your NFL Week 1 games. And in my mind, I hear the Monday Night Football theme, and I hear the CBS theme or Fox Sports uh, and and every, er, everyone else that will be included on this Sunday night football um, This makes me crave kickoff And this also reminds me that We sit here in May and you see these dates For September around the corner But we will open up with the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home Against the Dallas Cowboys on Thursday night September the 9th Week 1, there's your Sunday slate And it leads to Monday night They did away with the Monday night doubleheader For week 1 uh, One game Ravens at Raiders, they're calling this the biggest season ever because it is announcing 17 games. Uh, we'll have all, all of the games coming up later tonight, and several of them, many of them, have already been leaked.
2: Two things. Always funny that it's such an occasion because we know the games. So now it's finding out the order of the games and that that's such a big deal is really quite a tribute to NFL's PR machine. Um, but, you know, fans making their plans, it, it, it's a that's big the deal. Big thing. Also, I, I really root for the best football games. That, that's what I want. And I, I think this, this slate, you know, it, to me, isn't the best football games in the best time slots. Dallas is always going to be a draw. Dallas has huge fans. We, we know about that. Dallas hasn't done anything in a long time. To me, the best possible football game for the Tampa Bay Bucks on their home schedule is Buffalo. Buffalo-Tampa is a better game. I, I was rooting for that. We didn't get that. And I think the best game of the weekend is the Browns at the Chiefs, which is a late afternoon Sunday game. Doesn't get the Sunday night slot. Doesn't get the Monday night slot. You know who the stars of the Sunday night and Monday night slots are? Chicago at the Rams on Sunday night. SoFi Stadium is the star of that game. Monday night, Baltimore. At The Raiders, the star of that game is Allegiant Stadium. Is that what it's called? In Las Vegas. Yep. A stadium that has not had fans in it yet. That Or will make LA. Its, uh, yeah, LA too, right. Those two stadiums getting primetime slots to be shown off. Not terrible games, but I'm not excited about the Bears until uh, Fields is in the lineup. I'm not positive he's in the lineup opening day. Should be. But we know that well, they he, have their he might not be.. <laughs> yeah. uh, Baltimore
0: Danny Dalton by even inferring uh, that he could start.
2: Baltimore against the Ra- Raiders, not terrible, but I don't think the best product. another good game that's late afternoon Sunday, Dolphins and Patriots. Patriots will get plenty of prime time uh, ultimately. But I don't think they necessarily went with the best football. They went with the best venues. <laughs> Um, and they went well, with the, 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 the Cowboys who are always enjoying.
1: We're going to get our, our primetime matchups throughout this schedule. Chiefs yeah. will will play the Bills in a rematch of the AFC Championship game. My guess is that will be the week after or the week before we see the Buccaneers go on the road to Foxborough. The
2: best game of the season. Ratings
1: I mean, month at the end of September through the first part of October. Those are when those two matchups are going to be played on the biggest networks, if not the Game of the week each week on NBC. So uh, th- that's when we're going to see the marquee primetime matchups. And how, what's the rule? I know they've added a game. It, is I it think still, it's still five? Five, five, still five national, five. nationally televised games per franchise uh, is the max that you can be on, and every every team's required to do one. We also know the London matchups. Uh, they're headed back to week London five, in week five, and in, in, yeah, in week six, and it will be. Jets and Falcons, so we'll see Zach Wilson in London taking on the Falcons and uh, new head coach Arthur Smith. Dolphins and Jaguars, so you get two uh, against Trevor Lawrence.
2: I think the Falcons game might be at Wembley. Pretty sure the Jaguars game is at Tottenham's new stadium, okay. uh, which is exciting. They, they had to wait on that last year, but they've built that new stadium with the NFL in mind. Uh, NFL has an investment there, and that'll be very interesting to see. I think, Paul, to
0: say that they went with uh, stadiums and not the best games in, in Week One necessarily is as uh, ridiculous as trying to look at strength of schedule in the off season, because we have no idea. This could be the best week of the season, competitive oh, wise. I know. But I mean, Week One, are you dying to see the Bears, I, Paul? Week One, I'm dying to see football. I mean, this is brilliant by them. Bears, Rams, that is not a middle-of-the-season Sunday night football game. But what it is is a night that everyone's going to be watching Sunday night football. Right. And a Chicago, and it's and view, Angels, so go ahead and Angel put market. those two teams. That's, Especially if Justin Fields is starting, it adds the intrigue. Matthew Stafford, first game with the Rams, you know that's going to happen. Right. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, lot of intrigue there. On I, the I, deck, just, Prescott I just think they could, they could take their worst games. And put them all in Week One, oh, I know. and it would not matter. I know, but what am <laughs> so I always about?
2: I, it's, I'm being true to myself here. I always want what look to be the best matchups.
1: I mean, Chad, I, they, Chad, they did take their worst game and put it in Week One. Jags are taking on Texans.
2: Well, how about that yeah. as a gift for Urban Meyer? <laughs> but you could have Urban. Here's your your easiest chance to win Week One. We're we're serving it up for well, you. Well, my point
0: is, you could have a 16 equivalents of Jags Texans. Yeah. In week one, everyone's worst opponent matched up the same week. Sure, I, I mean, know It wouldn't matter because yeah. when I see a schedule announced, get it over with. we're going to get into this with uh, a scheduling announcement in the SEC yep. uh, later in the show with, with Josh Heupel. I immediately start to envision where I'm going to be watching these games. I don't do that for October 18th in the middle of the season, but that first weekend I'm immediately like, okay, this is where I'm going to be. These are the games I'm going to watch. You plot out that first weekend. So I think they could put anything on there, and we're going to be excited about it. But I, I, I do know what you're saying about the stadium being the, the star on Sunday night and Monday night, and I think that's probably a good move by the league. Well, it's that.
1: it's making up for not having fans last right, year right. in week one and week two when now they open up them, these stadiums. Now
2: you give them a real event. They're going
1: back there. Plus, SoFi is hosting the Super Bowl. Yep. So they, they want that stadium in a marquee matchup to open the season – and to be the last game at that stadium whenever 2022 rolls around. And this is let's,
2: generally a good slate of games. Like, you don't look at it yeah. and see a ton of duds. I mean, Houston Jacksonville well, dud, but you want to, see, it, back to see Trevor Lawrence.
1: Put week one back up on that. Let's just run through some of these. Uh, Vikings, Bengals. Uh, Steelers at Buffalo uh, is that's, that's that's a great shoot.
2: That's a good game.
1: Seahawks Colts is game. very intriguing with Carson Wentz uh, taking over for Indy at home against Russell Wilson. Uh Kansas City Cleveland which very Paul has game. already mentioned. I love that game. Falcons and Eagles. That's an
2: intriguing game. You got a new quarterback and a new coach.
1: Giants Broncos Lions 49ers uh, with all of the, the craziness going on in San Francisco this off season, where and quarterback Garoppolo takes over uh, there as they go to uh, Detroit and with Jared their new quarterback, Jared Goff. Quarterback, and and Jared Goff. quarterback uh, changes with the Panthers and the Jets as well. Well, and that's a great – That's Arnold Sam yeah, exactly revenge game. You've got that right out of the gate in week one. Uh, Paul mentioned Patriots-Dolphins, which is a very good, intriguing matchup. Uh, Saints-Packers – Texans, Jags, (laughs) which is just kind of thrown in there. Uh, Then you have uh, Cardinals at Titans, which is going to be one of the underrated matchups of week one throughout this entire stretch. I think nationally it will be viewed as a very intriguing matchup.
2: Mike Vrabel's only lost one game where he's had 10 days or more to prepare. And that was that crazy opener against Miami with the lightning His first game. At rain delays that extended it to, what, over seven hours. Yes, uh,
1: longest game in NFL history.
2: And that's Malcolm Butler coming back may, to May Nashville I give the you the worst
1: games,
0: face value, just be glancing on, at these Hold on, two right more now. here.
2: Chargers at Washington before you get to Bears-Rams Sunday night and Ravens at Raiders Monday night. Worst is?
0: Chargers-Washington is up there as the worst. The worst is Texans-Jags. Yeah. Chargers-Washington, giants not a lot of intrigue there. Let me give you an X factor for the worst game of the first week. Packers-Saints, if Aaron Rodgers isn't the Packers quarterback, if it's Jordan Love versus whoever the Saints trot out there, while those are two big-time franchises, intriguing. that is not a great it's game. It's in
2: intriguing. One. If it's Jordan Love against Taysom Hill, two franchises <laughs> that have had the quarterback forever, Again,
0: it's intriguing. Quarterbacks here. drive the freight in this league, and I'm not getting excited. About Jordan Love until he does something. Well, I'd be very it, curious let's about, see, about his l- debut. Let's
1: see the uh, the teams that have been rumored for Aaron Rodgers. Washington hosting the Chargers. Denver is on the road at the Giants.
2: Those are all late afternoon, by the way. Who I'm else?
1: Who else has been mentioned in this? Uh, for uh, the the Raiders. The Raiders are on Monday Night Football Proton. against Baltimore. So th- there's your Week One slate, and and now. All the leaks are coming out for week five, week six, uh,
0: London, Christmas Day, uh, Thanksgiving. The Thanksgiving, they already have the three games out for Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, I know it's Lions, Bears, Cowboys, Raiders maybe? I need to double check that. And the Bills are playing on Thanksgiving night also. And I think there's a couple of games on Christmas Day
1: this year.
2: I always hate that for my reporting brethren, and I uh, pray that it doesn't include the Nationals. Titans, Nationals team. We've been there not too long ago.
1: Hit us up on Twitter, at Outkick360, and we hope that you will check out the very new YouTube channel. We say it's new. You can still follow Outkick, but we hope you'll go and subscribe to the Outkick360 channel. We're going to live stream the show on that channel every day. Uh, so load that up. We're still currently, right now, we're, I believe we are, streaming at OutKick through YouTube. But sh- shortly, we're going to switch to OutKick 360. So we'll help you go subscribe there. You can ring the bell. That's the alert bell that will let you know every time we go live or any time that we post new content. It will alert you on your device, on your laptop. Uh, you can go and uh, subscribe. And again, if you're watching on Facebook, on Twitter, share, like, retweet. But more importantly, help us build that page at YouTube that we just started this week.
0: The leak of the Thanksgiving games, Bears at Lions. It was the Raiders. Raiders at Cowboys. Late afternoon, Bills at Saints. The NBC night game on Thanksgiving night.
2: Take them. (laughs) Take them. (laughs) I take them right now. They're, 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 uh, I mean, I think they almost what intentionally other, don't put fantastic. What games is it though? Uh, hang on. On that day, because people are watching.
1: I I, 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 I laugh only because the the hype around the schedule release. You're like, I yeah, will take them. I mean, it didn't matter how they schedule these games. The the public will will take it. Right. They will consume stuck, it. And
2: on Thanksgiving, you we'll watch
0: anything. And but, would you but, like to know the Christmas games, Paul? To yes. see if you're yeah, yeah, go
2: going ahead. on uh, Christmas.
0: The leaks that are already getting out there. Browns at Packers, 4.30 Eastern, 3.30 Central on Snow. Fox. And no time given yet, but Colts at Cardinals is the other, thing, is the other Christmas it, Day game. Two games. games. Those are good games.
1: But consider what the NFL has, has turned this into, which is just brilliant marketing. Name the other league that does this, the nobody, schedule release. Yeah,
2: nobody cares about matchups the same way because it, it, it's so few games. I mean, that's, that's a big part of it. But you you want to know
1: series. You want to know how you're beginning, how you're ending, uh, long stretches. I mean, there's you're you're right. I mean, there's 17 regular season games in 20 weeks to choose from, uh, and you want to piece it together. But, I mean, uh, college football fans kind of know how things are going to line up based on the the rivalries, tradition. The NFL, though, has done this to where uh, you anticipate this like you do a draft pick. And it's the schedule release in May. And they, they did this before they've done it the last two years in May. They've normally done this before the draft. Yeah. Uh, and now, now they've milked out another two or three weeks of anticipation by moving it to this week.
0: The SEC did it a year ago because of COVID and had a big announcement of their mm-hmm. SEC-only schedule. Right. And that was a big deal. College football does a little bit of this, but it's a totally different time frame. It's a bunch of big little announcements from schools. You know, when um, Florida is going to play Michigan in a home-and-home, it's announced 8 years eight, in advance. I know. <laughs> but it's a big announcement. Everybody's retweeting in the moment, but that's just two schools making a non-conference announcement. It's so those non-conference the dates, games, right? Yeah, but it's also so far in advance. You know, we found out last week that Tennessee's going to play West Virginia and Charlotte again in 10 years or whenever it is. Well, that's a big game and they're doing it again, but and they're doing it 10 years apart, but are we going to get the, hyped up about something 7 years in the future? The only
1: other thing that's comparable to today, scheduling-wise, is the NCAA selection show. That's yes. it. Yeah. That, I mean, where you sit there and you write things down. And you make plans based on what pops up on your screen. And that's bigger. That's bigger. It's bigger, but you could argue that I mean, this is getting well, morning and evening coverage in prime
0: time. It's a... And they have every let network. Me, let they have every it. network coverage. Let me reframe it. It's a bigger television broadcast. It's not bigger in the scope of it because this happens in the middle of a week where every show like ours is talking about it, everyone's pubbing it. It's just not as big of a singular broadcast. That's the selection show. You're right. And it happens on a Sunday. And it's... That's not a good news day for something to happen. It's not everyone's showing up Sunday morning to host shows and talk about Selection Sunday building up to it. If it was on a Wednesday, then every show would be talking about the selection that night. Right? So that's, again, this is a broader, bigger story. But Selection Sunday is a bigger broadcast.
1: But it would be like them releasing the round one games in the morning. And they, but they can't because they play championship yeah, or one game. region. And then, yeah, exactly. And then just leaking out information all day and then having a finale show where you get the entire bracket. Well, no,
2: here are the one seeds this hour. Next hour, we'll tell you the two seeds. <laughs> An yeah. hour after that, we'll tell you the three seeds. Coming up tonight, we'll tell you who they're playing.
0: Can you imagine how excruciating that would be if you're a team on the bubble? If they did like 9 a.m., noon, 3 p.m., 6 p.m. for the four regions, and you weren't in the first three, then <laughs> you had to wait another three hours in the cycle. Now we're going to unveil this and then have a big show to talk about it at the end of it.
2: Might be coming. That'd be tough. We might be giving them a good idea right now.
1: The NFL has the blueprint. All right, by the way, it's it's been uh, leaked that uh, Green Bay will host Detroit in Week Two. On Monday Night Football, so either way, uh, with the Aaron Rodgers saga or no Aaron Rodgers, they're going to get Green Bay in prime time to discuss that story.
2: McLean said, the jump. Or "Wasn't McLean who said they're going to schedule them either way? They don't care."
1: With Green Bay, you will, and that's a classic rivalry uh, in a, a divisional matchup that matters for the fabric of what the the NFC North
0: is. But uh,
2: but it's also Monday Night. Monday night. Monday, Monday night does night. not get its money's worth. You know, ESPN has been trying and trying, but uh, the league is more likely, I think, to do that to ESPN and say, "Well, if he's not there, it's Monday night football. It's not, not Sunday night." Not with this new football. TV agreement. Well, we'll see how the rest they have an of the increased
1: value looks. on Monday night football now.
2: Uh, they have some flexibility too, right? Later yes. in the season.
1: Yes, they. they the, you're right. They were getting the short end of the stick on some of the nationally televised games and assignments. That's not the case anymore with this new T V agreement. Well we'll see. Uh, yeah, we they're getting Aaron Rodgers on Monday night, or they're getting Jordan Love and or Again. The, the, the other Hall of Fame quarterback <laughs> that everyone is saying that, that the Packers are gonna trade for.
0: An underrated bad week one matchup is Packers Saints. Mark my words, Jordan Love, Taysom Hill is not the quarterback <laughs> matchup I'm tuning in to watch. Sorry. I know there's intrigue around that. Well, they're you're not going to be watching but...
2: that because you're going to be watching Cleveland-Kansas City, which uh, is the best yeah. game of the
0: weekend. There's, there's some great games to watch. Uh, so, uh, Packers-Lions,
1: Monday Night Football Week 2. Later in the season, they will be on Sunday Night Football at home against Chicago. They will be against the – who did we say they're oh, – they're playing the Browns on Christmas Day. So, that's three nationally televised games for Green Bay – Before we know what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay with all of that. See, Green Bay Uh,
2: Cleveland is a nice weather, old school matchup. Like, you can, I think you can try to sell that. The thing is, it's so late in the season that if Green Bay's bad without Rodgers there, it loses sizzle. A lot of sizzle.
0: I also just think it's funny that that is the NBA's day, it's Christmas Day, right? And now the NFL is going to have two games on that day, and that's going to just wash away the NBA ratings because that's their biggest regular season day. They're starting games at 10 a.m. and going through 9 o'clock at night, and now the NFL is going to block the majority of the day around football. And
1: what we don't know about these nationally televised games with, uh, with Green Bay is how much of this can be flexed at that point of the season. There's some interesting...
2: There's increased the flex. I don't know if they're flexing right. out of Christmas Day games.
1: Not Christmas Day games, but I'm saying the Sunday night football game that, that I mentioned with, right. with Chicago.
0: Question to ponder for you guys before we come back and discuss mm-hmm. this. thought about this for a while. Would it be better if the NFL took the college football approach and made it a week-to-week decision on game times? Start times, time. times primetime games, even have a one-day flexibility? I know that's probably not as no. easy to do. Or do you want it set in the preseason? I want it set. I, okay. want, I, I want We can it just set. answer it now and not talk about
2: it next. <laughs> I, I would like increased flexibility as I would a love as viewer. Not as a reporter. Well they I,
1: have they have flexibility towards the end of the season when you actually see the season shape
0: up. Uh I you, like, you kind of know what the best matchups are in September. I like college football's anticipation of that might be a two thirty CBS game. This might be an ESPN primetime game when you're two weeks out. When you see teams doing well that's not supposed to, and you start to anticipate, or well, you're just resigned to that's going to be an 11 a.m. kickoff on SEC Network or Big Ten Network or whatever it may be. But,
1: if you, but I, I would argue you know, we're going by the CBS SEC agreement. Um, they're going to put Alabama on there half the time anyway.
0: Oh, I know, but it's still fun for fans to anticipate a possible switch. To something because they can only put them on so many times too. We know they do have to get teams We know
1: Brady going to Foxborough is Sunday Night Football. We know Kansas City uh, hosting Buffalo is going to be Sunday Night Football. I mean that's two of the first five weeks of the season. It should be. Um, and then Sunday Night Football for for Week One is uh, the the crew will be in on Thursday night, right? For Tampa, isn't that Al Michaels?
2: Uh, yeah or they treat it like a Sunday night football yeah. game No, Al Michaels doesn't do all of them anymore. well alright
0: we'll just keep it the way it is
2: <laughs> I, NFL knows best I wouldn't be averse to uh, but that's the next stage of flexibility See, I, after I, what I, here's the tweak I wouldn't mind flex.
1: Flex. Sunday night football generally speaking is the game, the game of, the, of, of Dallas-Philly like it, we, we know that that's going to be a marquee matchup at some point in the regular season the question is when does Sunday night football want <laughs> it should you be able to flex the Monday night game and get the second or third I best match. of the week. I think that
0: we can easily say that right now, and we're probably normally right in the in the preseason, but I don't know that that's going to be the game of the week. Well, also <laughs> this is my when, point about having flexibility when is we can guess right now these teams are going to be great, but some teams going to fall on their face, and then it's going to be a, a midseason game that makes no sense for primetime that they've already scheduled out for primetime. They're, and again, this, but it also none of it matters because everybody's going to watch no matter what.
2: Well, so they know that they have everybody
0: right. When Dak
2: Prescott blows out his knee, things do right. change. Well, that's in when, terms of what you want to see, right. and, and that, that's what that's I want to be able the to work around. Flexibility could come in. That's what I want to be able to work around. Pay a
1: billion, pay another billion, and they'll do it for you, Chad.
2: I'm
0: I'm putting together some investors right now. So if you've got a billion that you've <laughs>
1: got to spare, uh, I'm here for you. Uh, you've also got a
0: recommendation uh, for renting. Yeah, I'm really excited that uh, Renter's Warehouse is on board with Outkick 360. I'm friends with these guys. I know the great work they do. I know all the different ways they've helped so many people uh, in Nashville. So if you own rental property and need cash, a lot of people falling on hard times because of the pandemic, because of the economy. If you need that cash right now and you're worried about receiving rent on time for your properties, or if you're considering updating your rental property or investing in a larger portfolio, you can get the most out of your real estate investment by receiving a full year of rent. That's right, paid upfront, full year of rent in your pocket right now. By giving you your money upfront, Renters Warehouse helps minimize risk and provides financial flexibility so you can build long-term wealth. Renters Warehouse is Nashville's leader in property management. It's the only company providing upfront rent the Upfront Rent Program, available for a limited time. Call Renters Warehouse Nashville. You can see the number on our screen if you're watching. That number is 615-398-9550 or visit rwnashville.com to see if you qualify. Renterswarehouse.com, helping maximize your property investment potential. Do it the Renters Warehouse way and get tomorrow's rent today. The Raiders bolted to
1: Vegas. Are the A's next? That's next on Outkick 360. Shout out Lance Lee and Jakob Swanson for the music during the break. The NBA Jams theme for Outkick 360 across the Outkick Network crew is all here today. We hope you'll subscribe on YouTube. If you haven't done that, go search out Outkick 360 the new page. So if you've subscribed to the OutKick channel, we hope you'll go subscribe to the OutKick 360 channel. We're going to begin live streaming on that channel on a daily basis very soon. Also very soon, and 45 minutes from now, Tennessee head coach Josh Heupel will join us, Chat Our first chat with him on OutKick 360. It's
0: been a good week for SEC coaches. Had Clark Lee on yesterday, Josh Heupel today. Hope to run through this summer all the SEC coaches and coaches across college football but Josh Heipel making his OutKick 360 debut coming up in about 45 minutes. And I second what you said about uh, Lance and Jacob and their music work uh, so, during the breaks. So we love it. Um, we make the sausage here. We both consume the sausage and we make the sausage <laughs> on OutKick 360. And part of that is making our own music. And these guys do a great job with it. Are the Oakland A's on
1: the move? Interesting timing. I don't know the timing of, of why this news was, was out yesterday when we've known they've been very unhappy with their stadium situation. Um, but the Oakland A's are going to explore the possibility of leaving the city of Oakland and their current location. Uh, and Major League Baseball is behind them on this. They, they have approved that ability to start looking around officially uh, through the public lens uh, with what they've already done behind the scenes. Uh, their current lease at the Oakland Coliseum it, it, it expires in 2024, and they want to move and build a new stadium at a uh, property called the Howard Terminal, which is on the waterfront. There is a support, a group of, of fans, uh, that the city that I believe has been pushing for them to build where they are currently located. They have said it is Howard Terminal or bust. We are not going to rebuild or renovate or do anything at the current location. And if we're told we have to do that, we're out. The cities that have been mentioned, Nashville, Portland, and Vegas, are the three that were mentioned uh, yesterday. Maybe there's more that come to light, but those are the three that seem to be the most popular and that have been discussed the most, even with the Tampa Bay Rays, for instance, uh, in regards to Major League Baseball on the move. So, uh, guys, the question is, the pressure is now on Oakland that has lost the Warriors to San Francisco officially. They have seen the Raiders go to Vegas,
0: and now could they potentially lose the A's? Well, it comes at a time when if you look at the, the demographics financially of Oakland, it's shifting to a much more gentrified city. Uh, it's actually Im- improving as a city in a lot of ways from a financial standpoint. So it's interesting. These teams are still moving out, obviously not San Francisco when it comes to the Bay Area. Um, when I see this story, my initial thought is the A's are a very good team right now. This is a good time to flex if you're ownership. This is a threat. This is a, we're going to get this story out there. We're going to put it out there through Major League Baseball. We're going to get suitors interested because we want to flex some muscle to get what we want in terms of location for the next ballpark for the Oakland A's. Charlotte's the other team, the fourth team that Rob Manfred mentioned. Portland, Vegas, Nashville, Charlotte as four possible locations you can we can sit and rank uh the viability of those four markets for a major league team if the A's were to move but Paul I don't know how you react to it my first thought is they're going to get what they want out of Oakland because they're putting this news out there now and this is going to be what's going to make it happen yeah
2: I don't think they're going to get what they want out of Oakland I I think it's been a long time (laughs) um and uh The A's have been patient, waiting for something. They play in an absolute dump. Hutton and I have been out there for for years. I I covered the Raiders their first year back in that building, which they turned into more of a football building uh, for the Raiders back in 96. Um, And and look, getting getting state and local aid for a stadium in California is just not the way things are heading in California, given the budget – Issues in California. Uh, the, the, the Rams and the Chargers have a stadium in California because of the Rams spending the money on a stadium in Southern California. And that's the way things are trending. I don't know if the Bay Area can afford to be a two-team town, even though it's very distinctly two different cities. And they lost a football team. Uh, the basketball team crossed the Bay and I, I think the A's are destined for other places if they're asking for a lot of money, unless they've got an owner that's going to spend up, uh, step up and spend. And uh, I think Nashville's probably second on that list, much to the chagrin of people here. I think Nashville's not quite baseball ready. And I think Las Vegas is now the place to, to become a two-sport town.
0: I keep hearing that about Nashville's not baseball ready. The commissioner's the one saying it's baseball ready. <laughs> I mean, it's, he listed four cities, and I can't think of uh, anywhere else that would make more sense. As your
2: friend likes to say, uh, what, who's funding this project? Well, okay,
0: is Portland... Portland's got a lot of issues with the city right so. now. Also, no.
2: is Portland more viable than I th- Nashville? I think Vegas is. Charlotte is probably, more I think viable Vegas right now? Vegas is probably more viable. I'd put Nashville second. Here's the thing. But again, they if want to put it on property. It's a possibility. Oh, I'm not saying it's not a possibility. But they want to put it on property downtown mm-hmm. that's not been available for the longest time go get that property put it down there it'd be terrific but I, I have trouble asking downtown nashville to foot the bill for yet another building i don't think we had much foresight building a triple a AAA minor league park within a decade of potentially getting a major league park that's not very good foresight and um i, I think it's a lot I, I think our infrastructure is not particularly well suited for for more uh, downtown's a, a damn zoo in, in Nashville. Well, just and I like, want baseball games, but I don't want more of a zoo necessarily.
1: Well, from a, from a Nashville foot, footprint perspective, we, we know the Vegas footprint from the aerial map. You can see where they put the Vegas stadium uh, and the strip and everything around it. The UFC facility is right there. Um, the Nashville downtown footprint, the Titans are going to expand uh, their area around the river uh, the property that they have under their lease they're not going to hand that over to major league baseball this would come to be on the other side that, of that, that will in not the happen. dream
2: scenario right
1: uh the other side it's just been announced that is it oracle oracle, oracle yeah. has it has 60 acres that they're going to develop and what's going to be the largest development in the history of the
0: city northeast of downtown which is this location
1: the, on the on the river and for though many of our viewers are are familiar with nashville it is Right on the opposite side of Topgolf. That is the area that they're discussing on the river. So you have the city, you have Topgolf, and then you have the opposite side, which is going to be Oracle Park, uh, which is going to be these business complexes and development uh, with uh, condos and uh, living, living spaces and much more. Stadium's not going there either. So where are you
0: going to start looking? you got to put it where the current AAA ballpark is. I mean, I've always thought that's what makes the most sense is to build a major league ballpark neighborhood around that in Germantown. There's already not enough space around that to park. Well, here's here's part of the Oracle deal. They have to build a bridge. They're going to build a bridge from that side, another bridge, a big one that's going to go into the the West Bank of Nashville downtown. So that's part of the infrastructure. I, I just... I really think Nashville is just one away. It takes one. It takes one billionaire. Mm -hmm. That's all it takes. If one billionaire decides, if Mark Cuban decides that he got screwed over in the Cubs purchase and wants to get back involved in baseball or someone else that owns another pro sports team or that's really interested, if they can get some of their rich buddies involved. Nashville's well, a viable spot well, are if the A's they get for the sale? billionaire.
1: That's, that, are no. the A's for sale? No. The, the ownership the group came out on their television network yesterday, and, and that's where this is coming from. They're saying they're moving unless the city
0: steps up. They're not selling. They're moving. Right. So well, I think that they could be persuaded to sell based on their terrible situation mm-hmm. right now. We you say know, that all the that, time, the that teams was the can parameter. be
2: persuaded to sell, but we don't see a lot of teams being sold. Isn't
0: it easier, though, to let them move? I mean, that's what Bud Adams did. I think if I'm looking at municipalities that will give and give and give to attract big business, Nashville's close to the top of the list. Well, Based on other big businesses moving to Nashville, if they want a place they're going to get a tax break and they're going to have incentives to move, I'm putting Nashville up to the top of the list but don't, of, that, don't you of think, cities that would be willing to do that.
2: Don't you think Nashville, and I understand this. Look, I'd love to have Major League Baseball in town. I, I would. But the three of us don't live in Davidson County, and it's easy for us to say, yeah, Bring it, it on. Do it. Bring keep, it on. Keep bringing stuff. <laughs> but at a certain point, I understand Davidson County residents saying, hey, enough with the tax breaks and the, and the tax dollars from us. And, you know, I think David Reed, our our, our guy, would say, hey, yeah, let's bring it. Let's put it in Williamson County. Let, let's put it somewhere else. And I don't want a suburban ball. I mean, I'll take a suburban ballpark. But ideally in Nashville, this thing would be down by Nissan Stadium and it would be another huge downtown attraction. I don't know if we can make that work.
1: I'm always curious about team owners. And, like, this goes back to the NFL schedule release. In the NFL, we know the team owners by name and by face. You could pick them out of a line.
2: Baseball, not so much.
1: Baseball, not so much. John J. Fisher is the owner of the Oakland A's. John J. His John parents,
2: Jacob Jingleheimer. His Miller. parents
1: are the founders of Gap. And
2: <laughs> Gap's not doing great. His parents.
1: His parents. His his father William, or excuse me, his father Donald and his mother Doris founded Gap. Um, he's sixty one years old and he's also Paul the owner of scotland's celtic fc there you go
0: are they english premier League? and he's
1: also invested in a team in san jose for mls
0: they're not england they're ireland i know but it's the united kingdom (laughs) i'm saying there's there's part of there's part of that
2: well yeah i mean swansea cities and uh anyway
0: (laughs) i know it's all over the the united kingdom he bought the team in 2005
1: and he purchased the team for 180 million. <laughs> now he's about to to cash in on a new stadium, potentially in Vegas. Think about all the owners that would love to build in Vegas. I don't know that I am to get I don't there. Know and this crazy is crazy traditional... about the
0: son of the Gap founder of uh, being the business mind behind uh, the Major League Baseball team that moves somewhere. But well, I
2: mean, well,
1: I mean, it's 2021. He's owned the team since 2005. Yeah.
2: Again, and they consistently I, find a way, baseball-wise, to be more competitive than they have in business being. Though, what is Gap today? <laughs> yeah, I, no, it's fallen. But most retail it's outlets... The again, it's the A's.
0: Again, I'm just showing... Not gap, though. My level of respect is much higher for self-made billionaires not the heir of the Gap fortune that ruined Gap. Yeah.
2: But, Chad, go, go around. Gap is going to have a okay, hard time. Okay, yes.
0: Know. The Ford family owns the Lions. The Lions suck. Chad,
1: what but is the, Gap? But Ford but is fine. You're looking fine. at the wardrobe right now. This is Gap.
0: Yeah, Ford is fine. I think you're being kind some would of. Someone say, Chad, you could use the Gap. I, think you're, being your kind of, your I think you're being kind of silly.
2: If you go through ownership of major league teams, most of them have a gap-like story. They're not new money. They're oh, no, old money.
0: Uh, sure, but again, most of them took the money and then made more money with it or held up the company the entire well, time. Well, this guy's held up Ford by still playing a pretty big in the Oakland Coliseum. This guy's checked.
2: held up by playing in the Oakland Coliseum. The A's have done pretty well for themselves, don't you think? From a winning standpoint, yes. Well, I mean, what, they, what, what do you want them to do against yeah, the constraints of their stadium Billy Bean's done a hell of a job.
0: He did a great job hiring
2: Billy Bean. But what do you want them to do against the constraints of their stadium? which is the biggest thing that's holding up the age. I want the gap to still be viable. <laughs> that's what I want. I'm just saying if, if
0: you're How? looking if I'm showing a I mean, Banana Republic's not if I'm showing a either. confidence rating of owners out there in all sports, I'm not going right to the the heir of the Gap <laughs> fortune as the guy I want running my team. You if there are, was just a free agency pick of here's the ownership team that I want or the owner that I want in pro sports, I'm sorry if the heir to the Gap fortune isn't at the top of the list. I'm Based on his
1: track record right now, I'm, I think he's, he's done fine. I, I mean, do, I, too. I didn't learn about him until today. I he's on the team since 2005.
0: I don't have the greatest business acumen, but I'd be doing fine, too, if my
1: parents created Gap <laughs> and gave me the Oakland A's. Well, I don't know if he, if he was handed the Oakland A's. I mean, look, uh, it's not like the ownership of Duckhead is trying to move here. <laughs> Um,
0: That's still a viable company, though,
2: I think. He's upset that the Gap stopped making crab shorts. The
0: (laughs) the owner of Forever 21 wants to bring a team here. What is the Land's End guy up to? I mean, can we not get Patagonia involved in a bidding war here? I mean, come on. At what point? Is Bugle Boy still around? Is the heir and heiress of Bugle Boy available to buy a team and bring them to Nashville? The owner
1: of Olin Mills wants to bring a, a team here. Uh, Coming up, we have primary complaint. Then Josh Heupel, Tennessee head coach, joins the show on OutKick 360. Hang with us. OutKick 360 across the OutKick network. Alongside Chad Withrow and Paul Kuharski, I'm Jonathan Hutton, Lance Lee, and Jacob Swanson. They have yet to debut on primary complaint. Don't know if they're doing that today or not. They haven't told us. But you can. 360 at Outkick.com is the website. You can send in your primary complaint each week. 360 at Outkick.com. This can be video. Initially, we were asking for a 60-second video, 60 seconds or less. But honestly, you can send audio. If you don't want to be on camera, that's cool. You can send audio, and we can put a graphic with it uh, based on your complaint. 360 at Outkick.com is the website. Becca Risley. Uh, Who tweets out and and does all of our social media and editing uh, post production? said
0: this is her favorite segment of the week, primarily. I love it. Well, uh, hey, Becca can submit one, Sleepy Dan. If you're awake, no. you he's can not. submit he's one. Not, he he's can't. not awake. He's both not, is he, in is fact, he, he's not awake complaint. and not allowed? Or her he's primary just complaint awake. No, he's is, not is that okay. Dan is
2: currently asleep. Right. Yes. That's a standing primary complaint. Right. If you
0: have complaints, if you know Dan just in private life and you have complaints about him, Daniel. you can submit them with 360 <laughs> at Outkick.com. <laughs> outkick. So many ways you can interact with the show. Send us your complaints.
1: That's right. Uh, again, 360 at Outkick.com. It is time for primary complaint. My primary complaint this week, for far too long, we have been gauging strength of schedule for the NFL schedule release based on last year's results. I'm tired of this because this is not an accurate gauge of who has the best schedule versus the worst schedule when it's all fully determined either through leaks or through the national television coverage later tonight. You'll see the graphic here. And on the left you will see the strength of schedule based on last season's record, which everyone is promoting right now, and Pittsburgh at the top. But on the right, that's the strength of schedule for expected win totals for each team in Las Vegas, uh, as it is is based right now on the odds for win-loss over-under. Vegas on this list jumps from eighth to first based on what Las Vegas and the sports gamblers and the decision-makers on that, who are highly accurate, have decided based on strength of schedule. Added to the real top 10 on the right, Houston, Washington, and New Orleans. Out of the top 10 completely, Chicago, Green Bay, and Minnesota. And again, the column on the left, that's the strength of schedule based on last year's results that everyone's hyping up right now. Uh, The Bears and and the Packers are going to have a really difficult schedule whenever everything's released. Really, in Vegas, they've dropped out of the top 10 based on expected win totals of their opponents. How often do we ask ourselves on a common baseball game, uh, a football matchup, uh, over-under win totals? Man, what does Vegas know that we don't know? What we do know is Vegas knows. And we should trust that strength of schedule more than last year's results, especially in a league that prides itself on going 8-8, eight and eight, or in this case now, 8-8-1. Eight, eight and one. That's my primary complaint.
0: Hutton, I am uh, with you on this. Vegas should decide. I think Vegas should be the arbiter of these uh, projections and and these strength of schedule ratings. So I like that. My primary complaint, perfect segue with our Oakland A's talk in the last segment. I'm going to show you an email that I received not once, not twice, not three, not four, (laughs) but five times a day. This email comes from mlbshop.com. Jacob's eventually going to get there. There There it is. Look at that. There is one of the emails I get five times a day. What was my crime, you ask, where the punishment was to be subjected to these emails five times a day? My daughter plays T-ball. She's on the A's. I purchased a throwback A's T-shirt for $29.99. I received this T-shirt, and ever since then, I am treated like the biggest A's fan on the planet that would need to buy five different items a day. I understand that when you buy something from somewhere, you are going to be subjected to some solicitation from that place. But Fanatics, an MLB shop, five Oakland A's emails a day, especially for a guy who's never attended an Oakland A's game, ever, is too much. And that is my primary complaint.
2: It's no wonder you want them to move to Nashville so badly. I might as well because you're an A's guy. Now it's time to buy some
0: A's gear. Hit that unsubscribe at the bottom, and it, you'll, it'll be so, you know, just. I, I've yeah. hit it. I've hit it. It does not work. They continue to come <laughs> with things. I really believe that most of these companies that have the unsubscribe. I bet about half of them it's don't a abide double by. up. They're gonna keep
2: going. Yeah, I think uh, A's. Oh, look,
0: another A's email I just received right now. A's fan for, for life
2: license plate, and in Tennessee, they probably sell A's license plate. If there are enough of you out there, Chad, if the A's fan club is big enough. Oh,
0: look, they have a new camo A's hat. Sweet, it's only thirty bucks. <laughs> it's fitted. Maybe I should buy that, yeah. or maybe not. Or maybe you should stop emailing me. David Reed just
1: became an A's fan. If that's the case.
2: Well, wait till next year when uh, she's on the Padres. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> Trust me, I've thought about this, and I'm going to be. You're going to
2: run through all 30 teams. Um, so, guys, I have regaled you with the story of Fern Horner, the oh uh, yes. kooky, kooky employee of the New York Times Washington bureau who I was not a big fan of during my 18 months there, but then when I left, she gave me this lovely gift of a uh, Chinese or Japanese character, yes. meaning centered heart. And this, this had uh, these sorts of characters on my brain when I came across another character that uh, I thought was an Asian character. Uh, this one here. you <laughs> recognize this? The knows where I'm going. I looked at this and looked at this, and I was going to put it into a translator or something to try to figure out what it meant. But lo and behold, this came up. Oh, it's a K. It's a K <laughs> that the NFL is using, in the pick is in at yeah. the draft. Again, this is one of those questions that leads me uh, to wonder who sits down in a room in the NFL office and says, Let's do the pick. It's Is in for our. Uh,
0: it looks for, like for something dirty could be happening. Thing in that picture. Uh, Maybe that's the Rorschach it, test isn't it for it me. It's supposed that's to be gone like graffiti. It, is that what they're going well,
2: for? Well, I know graffiti artists that have a lot better penmanship than this. Because when I'm driving under bridges, I can actually read what's written there. I don't need context clues. This is an clues. example.
1: That, put that logo back up if you don't mind, Jacob. This is an example. So the state of Tennessee spent how many thousands of dollars on that little TN, that red square TN logo? Yeah. With like $90,000, maybe more.
2: Oh, I think it was more than that. What
1: do you think the NFL paid for this?
2: I don't know. But let's describe it a little better to our uh, podcast I mean, they're, listeners. They're, it's a salary they employee that
1: came up with this. But I'm saying, like, they how the much this was is the work. In this, the... this made the
2: cut. Okay, so they put up on the, on the screens behind the draft broadcast, the pick is in. And they chose this graffiti font where the K is unrecognizable. And the only reason you know it's a K <laughs> is because it's surrounded by the other letters of the pick is in that give it away. I'm, but when I isolated it as a letter, Chad, you had no idea what the hell it was, no, did you?
0: No, no idea. I thought it was a, a, a Chinese character of some sort.
2: Yeah. Come on. It's not that difficult. I will.
1: I will say, though, if if my font on my screen, this, this is extremely old of me, if it's not like Times New Roman I like or time. Arial, you know, I, I want it changed immediately. I, I'm not hip enough to know if this looks cool or not. You're not screen. a big Helvetica
0: guy? No, <laughs> not that? Helvetica. So, What's the one on, on Apple that Sanskrit? I... Sanskrit? I don't know what this <laughs> is.
2: <laughs> it was a really bad look, my primary complaint. It's good. stick with good. a font that looks like something like English. <laughs>
1: Uh, Lance and Jacob, what do you think of today's primary complaint? Oh, they're fighting each other. Jacob hates. Right Jacob now. hates what we call it because he doesn't actually listen to the yeah, show. He
2: doesn't know what we're talking about. It seems like he might have been listening he's, there. He's currently he listening could, to a two-hour two song right now. Jacob, will you
1: please will you please explain cursive writing to everyone? Speaking of fonts.
2: Well, I, I'm just looking at the
0: the K that PK was upset about, and it kind of looks like a vomit only bathroom
2: sign. <laughs> <laughs> it does. And you've seen no, a lot of them. look like Come something. Up, but dirty.
1: speaking of this poor Paul guy here this morning, you were describing cursive writing. There's there was a there, there's a some kind of. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he said, oh, "Let yeah, me put it's my, a my completely coffee down different first. kind of writing." I, I was a little thrown off there, but um, yeah, cursive writing is when you
0: drive down the road in a truck going about 60 miles an hour and throw it in reverse hammer on the gas
2: (laughs) (laughs) and that's that's cursive writing writing. i don't think they teach cursive writing anymore i don't think my son will know cursive writing lance your thoughts (laughs) on any of these subjects this is not
0: something done in northern california i'm assuming where lance is from right i didn't do any cursive writing okay (laughs) Uh, By hand or by truck. (laughs) (laughs) Neither was taught.
2: See, that was my timely primary complaint last week that was undone by something even more timely. But I thought it was good enough that I had this. I Honestly, I've
0: had this primary complaint about the A's gear that sent to me for three weeks. And it just happened to work out where we were just talking about the A's moving. (laughs) And then it led into primary complaint. I didn't plan that at all uh
1: v love says withrow is 100 percent correct i get blasted with emails from places that i know i've unsubscribed from
0: i, I think the unsubscribe it's more of a suggestion work. than a rule for some, these companies. some work
1: but isn't some it don't. like isn't that and, and maybe I, i've just told myself this it's kind of like the do not call list once you unsubscribe isn't that there's a legal obligation yeah, to remove you i don't you? think
2: there should be a legal one
1: obligation of the, one of the The worst jobs that I had throughout the media is I had to work a website for this crummy uh, country music radio station. And one of the things I had to do was I had to embed a newsletter to people that opted into the newsletter. But at the bottom, legally, I had to put an opt-out on that email. And it was the toughest thing uh, because the copy and paste just doesn't work very well on that. You couldn't get it centered. And the person I was working for at the time was very, Crazy and uh, about the, the centering of the unsubscribe button and not highlighting that font versus seeing other things in bold I, I hated the job but the only reason I, I've told myself that there's a legal obligation is because I told I was told that I had to legally put that in that newsletter for someone to unsubscribe so if MLB shop is not allowing Chad's email to unsubscribe. to unsubscribe. Chad, you look at that camera, and you tell them what you're going to do to that A's gear as soon as Evie Evie goes to play for the Padres.
0: I'm going to take this beautiful Cole Haan right here that you see. The soles aren't as beautiful as the actual shoe that gets a lot of conversation. I'm going to break it off inside of you is what I'm going to do. I'm going to find someone at MLB shop that is responsible for this egregious error of not unsubscribing me, and I'm going to hurt you. That's what's going to happen. There hasn't been conversation
2: about your shoe in about a month.
0: Yeah, it's David David has gone away from That me. we know of. I, I, I get private texts from people. It's like, hey, I like those shoes. Where'd you the get Private them? text? Just yeah. randomly. <laughs> this, this also, <laughs> it's getting a lot as opposed of as opposed to my Slack text. That's public. There's, I, I feel like I'm maybe also in on like a big gag from people. They're all like yes, doing want, it to, you know. Sweet hey, shoes. Hey, I, I don't know if Rup. anyone's talked about it, but your shoes are great. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, You can join, primary complaint next week, 360 at OutKick.com, 360 at OutKick.com. And, of course, we hope you'll subscribe to the YouTube channel where you can stream the show live every day starting at noon Eastern. Coming up, the Tennessee Power Hour. We'll get into the Titans scheduling that will be released officially later this evening. But we've been able to piece some of the, the puzzle together based on leaks of other schedules. We'll let you know when the Titans are going to play the Jets and the Patriots, for instance. And we will then talk with Tennessee football's Josh Heupel on Outkick 360. Hang Good with job us. by us. Hey, it's Jonathan Hutton. Thanks for listening to Outkick 360. Be sure to subscribe to the show to have the latest podcast delivered to you each and every day. And give us five stars. It helps us grow our network and provide you with more great podcasts like this one.